0: This week, we've talked through the triumphal entry, clearing out the temple, the greatest commandment, the anointing, the adventure in the garden, and now we've finally arrived at Good Friday, which of course is a misleading name for the day. The result that came from Friday is amazing, but the day itself was terrible. Gospel means good news. But in order for good news to be good, it must invade a dark space. That's why every movie you've ever enjoyed had a lot of conflict in it. The Jesus story is the ultimate example of this, and Friday is the lowest of the lows. It's the day Jesus is arrested, tried, humiliated, beaten, mocked, and killed. And from just about every single person's vantage point, Friday is the day the movement came to an end.
1: Welcome to season five of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible one piece at a time. This season, we are following Jesus day by day as he journeys to the cross. No matter what time of year you are listening, This season is an invitation to slow down and remember the greatest act of love of all time. This is Holy Week. There is a moment before history is written, when the world knows it before men do. A subtle shift in the air a tremble of the ground, a signal that all will never be the same again. It wasn't until after everything that Simon understood why the birds fell silent on that Friday. He had been on his way to celebrate in the city from his home in the hills when he noticed that the land was silent. He had avoided the crowds, preferring a solitary walk rather than caught up in the rabble. He had heard rumblings around him about some trial at the Roman governor's mansion and he desperately wanted not to be anywhere near it. It started with a few young boys running toward him, crazed and frantic. Behind them, people began to trickle toward him. The flood of the mob surrounded him. He waded to the edge, just wanting to be alone. Suddenly, the crowd had parted and a man carrying a large beam fell in front of Simon. A moment passed before he saw the raw flesh on his back and the blood pooling on the stones below him. It was only when Simon looked up to the crowd that he recognized the glint of the Roman guard's uniform. It was too late. You there! Simon stood still and avoided eye contact. He instead looked at the man on the ground. I know you heard me, Cyrenian. Help him or join him. Simon knew he had no choice, so he stepped toward the man and lifted him off the ground, the man on one side, the wooden beam on the other. As they approached the hill, Simon suddenly understood what was happening. His stomach turned. Crucifixion, thought Simon, looking with wide eyes at the bloodied man. What have you done? The man looked back through broken flesh and streaming blood. He was clearly in too much pain to talk but Simon had the feeling that he had done nothing to deserve this indignity. In fact, he had the sense that he was the last person who deserved this. Simon looked away and helped the man up to the place of the skulls. He set the man down gently and dropped the beam with a loud thud that echoed and quieted the crowd. For the first time since Simon had been pulled into this madness, the mob showed a semblance of humanity. They stayed quiet as the soldier prepared the cross, roughly tossing the man onto it. Someone cried as the hammers came down on the nails. The reverberation of each strike echoed in their souls, a metronome beating out a new rhythm of life. They had wanted violence and were now getting it, but something had shifted. This was violence as none had seen or wanted. Something about this execution felt. Wrong. Even the Roman soldiers looked queasy and uncertain as they raised the cross into its place. Whatever solution they were hoping for would not be coming. Across the city, wails rose from the temple. Pilate sat with his burdened head in his clean hands. The crowd, so hungry for blood and flesh, lost its appetite. The earth and sky and crowd went silent. Each looked on, breath held, eyes riveted to the young man's anguished face. Even the smallest in the crowd knew that life would never be the same again. Such bloodshed would be answered. No one knew what that answer would be. No one could possibly have imagined what it would be. But Simon was certain that his life had forever been linked to this day. And this day, this day was the end of history as he knew it.
0: The Bible is chock-full of stories. It's not one book. It's a library of 66 books written by 40 authors over the course of thousands of years with all sorts of different genres like prophecy, poetry, and parables. And yet, all of it is pointing to one moment. This moment. The death and resurrection of Jesus is the centerpiece of the entire Bible. But if you're thinking critically, you probably have some questions at this point. To start, what's the deal with the cross? Like, why did things have to go down this way? Why did it have to be so brutal? Well, think back to Jesus clearing the temple earlier that week. Remember, God's people were used to showing up to the temple to purchase their sacrifices and atone for the things they've done wrong. Jesus walks in and overturns the tables, putting a temporary pause to the sacrificial system. And then on Friday, he offers himself as the ultimate sacrifice, crying, it is finished, in anguish to put an end to the sacrificial system altogether. Think about it like this. Have you ever played a game of pickup basketball? If you haven't, here's what happens. You walk up to a court where people are already playing five on five and you get in line with your team because the team that wins keeps playing, but when a team loses, they get knocked out and have to get back to the end of the line. So when you get to the front of the line, you and your team finally get your shot. But imagine if you were on my team, we finally get our chance to play and I walk out to center court carrying a football instead of a basketball. And I announce that we are going to change things up a little bit and play by different rules. That wouldn't go over well. You can't bring a football to a basketball game and expect everyone to jump on board. Okay, so Jesus is the picture of God coming to earth, stepping onto our court where games are already being played in a way that we can understand. And what I love about God is he doesn't try to change the rules. The sacrificial system were the rules that humans played by so instead of bringing a football to a game of basketball god says fine if y'all are playing the sacrifice game i'll play by your rules but then i'll also subvert your system because let's be honest we don't need to be killing a bunch of animals for no reason and i'll transcend it by becoming the ultimate sacrifice once and for all jesus walks onto the basketball court and plays by the rules but then wins the game for all eternity now every illustration falls short of what jesus actually accomplished at some level but i thought that one was decent and different so there you go the point is on sunday the people were yelling hosanna save us they were looking for a king to rule in power they were looking for worldly triumph instead jesus rides in and says i'll do you one better i'll humbly lay down my life to overturn the entire system because worldly triumph is temporary but kingdom triumph will never end so slow down today and let this story sink in for a moment 700 years before this fateful day the prophet isaiah said surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities the punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed second corinthians 5:21. god made him who had no sin to be sin for us for you for me so that in him we might become the righteousness of god And of course, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is the darkest moment, a necessary ending. And remember, from everyone's vantage point it seemed like this was the day the movement ended but in reality it was the day the revolution began
1: thank you for listening to this episode of stories in scripture we hope this season is helping jesus's journey to the cross come alive for you in a whole new way to find out more about this project visit our website, storiesinscripture.com, follow us on Instagram at storiesinscripture, and please be sure to rate and review this podcast. We'll see you next time for another story.